Minnesota, Tampa Bay. Hi children, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of Paraprobe. You always sound so happy. (sighs) It's been a long week, man. Long, long week. Yes, sir. Yes, it has. That it has. I am so glad it's the weekend. Even though, I mean, like, we do our show on Saturdays. I mean, you and I, we have day jobs Monday through Friday, too. And, like, we are just constantly busy. And, and I'm <laughs> I am so ready for just a mental break for about a solid week of nothing. Ah. I know people want to go on vacation and go visit places and this, that, and the other. I just want to go into a coma for about a week. <laughs> well, I have some news for you. Uh-oh. I went to my first rodeo. It was literally my first rodeo. <laughs> literally? <laughs> yeah. See, I remember when I texted you last night or when I went to call you and you're like, oh, I'm at the rodeo. You know, I can't talk right now. What you need? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's nothing important. I was just calling to shoot the breeze with you. And, like, it's so funny because of how our lives are that you telling me you're at a rodeo was just not a surprise. <laughs> it's just kind of like, okay. Yeah, no, I mean. That'd be uh, like you tell me, oh, I'm at the grocery store. <laughs> Yeah, no, they uh, got this rodeo. I think it's tonight as well, over in um, Dover. Oh, okay. It's uh, Hillsborough's, Hills, yeah, Hillsborough County Fairgrounds, hmm. I think. I don't know. Wife drove. I did not want to deal with traffic because road rage. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Dover, that's a smaller little area. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it's a cute little area. My, uh, my brother lived over there, and uh, he had a friend named Ben. So. Shut up. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Had to slide that in there. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> ben Bover got another joke coming. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> He's just going to slide it in there. <laughs> exactly. So, moving on. Um, today's show is going to be about aliens. But not just about our typical aliens we always talk about, like, you know, the the stories that have happened. Grays and whatever. Yeah, this... uh, Lizard people. Yeah, today's show is going to be about aliens um, and what they might actually look like, depending on the planets that they come from. Oh, man. And this is actually using science behind it. So it isn't just like, you know, making it all up on the... Well, okay, actually, technically, we are making it up. But we're using actual scientific fact in order to say, well, this is probably or possibly what they could look like because of... The atmosphere and so on and so forth, and depending on the planets. So it's gonna be a pretty good episode. I think. Yeah, and we fun. should actually have our guest calling in because. Uh, oh yeah, we had a guest calling in at six uh, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going wood. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying her name until she calls. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe I should say it three times. Be like Beetlejuice. Maybe she'll pop up. I don't know. But uh, yeah, no. Um, no. Okay. Long story we, we short, we had a. The, they live in central time zone, and yeah, uh, yeah, time they, zones are a thing. Time change messed her up. Yeah. yeah. She's more about space than time, so, you know. <laughs> I'm a traveler. Oh, that's their song. There we go. There, okay, you finally figured it out. Yep, uh, got it. I knew you were trying to figure out which song to put on for always, the show. I'm always thinking of that. I mean, if I can find more sound effects, that would be great, too, you know. Yeah, yeah it's always a good thing. Uh, what is the name of that song? But, uh, but anyways, long story short, our buddy Jordan Soto, uh, who was going to come on last weekend, she did not make it on because of the time change. Uh, matter of fact, I was literally driving home from the studio, and she's like, okay, calling in in 15, and I'm like, I hope not, <laughs> because I'm in my Jeep right now, 
And she was like, oh, my God, the time changed. It was so funny. She was responding and answering herself before I even said anything. So I think it all clicked in when she said, I'll be calling in at 6.15. All of a sudden, the next message was like, oh, my God, the time changed. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I'm so sorry and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it was like, okay. And she's having a meltdown. Dude, no, nothing yeah. wrong with that. I mean, things happen. I'm good with that. And good Lord almighty, stop. stop. Get off of Instagram, boy. What? Okay. Off. Okay. Done. Done. I'm, I'm not even allowed in Miami, much less Instagram anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have man. been banned. Dude, it's been a crazy week for me, man. I uh, I you know moved up at my day job, and I'm uh, you know working in an office and all that good stuff. And I, I don't want to say where I'm working or what company. You know, I always keep that stuff separate. You know, from the radio stuff. Yeah, Roger that. Yeah. And uh, but you know things are going pretty well. Just been really really busy, man, and uh, learning a whole lot of new things. You know? Yeah. No. Um. I turned down a uh, promotion at my job. Thank God. And uh, now we're down a guy. <laughs> so, How do you get promoted from being a hooker? I mean, what do you do next? Um, you run the joint. Oh, you become like the madam. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, so you're you going to be a madam at a brothel. Yeah, it's not. It's not as fun. Would you be a mistress since you're a guy? Uh, oh my God. Okay, look. I, you know pimps. <laughs> pimps run hookers on the streets. But if you're running a brothel in your male, are you a mister? Because a female who runs it is a madam. A madam, or would it be a master? Or no, that, that, I don't know. that sounds too much like slavery. We're not doing. We're that. not doing we're, that. Yeah, no. We're, yeah, no. I don't, you know what? I, I'm going to have to research and find out now. I want to know. You know, what does it take to own a brothel? And then I'll well, get visited by we'll, the FBI. We'll call it a mister. We'll call it a mister. All yeah. Right. Well, no. You know how you can get this. This. <laughs> I'm not going to – remind me to tell you where this idea came from later because this is a full-on discussion between me and somebody very close, and we're not going to mention. I, I'm wondering about the conversation because we were talking about opening a brothel. Yeah. No, we were talking about opening a brothel, but if you go three miles outside of offshore, that mm -hmm. is international waters. Yeah. So if you set up, like, get an old oil rig or, like, a DP rig. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a DP rig, but anyways. DP, dynamic positioning. It yeah. holds itself in place with motors yeah. for those that are wondering, not the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, nothing to do with that, <laughs> or does it? <laughs> but you get an old oil rig, set it up, you know, three miles offshore, and have people come through. You know, you have supply boats coming out there, bringing in whatever, or, you know, bringing in uh, fresh um, people. And... Yeah. I mean, it's in international waters, so technically, it's not illegal. Mm, kind of, actually. Why? Really? If you can gamble outside of in international waters, because we have gambling boats. Sex trade. Because you're traveling across the international, into the international zone and all that, you can actually get brought up on sex trade. Then how trade, come you know? prostitution is legal in Las Vegas? That's because of laws they passed like a hundred years ago. Okay, well let's let's work that out with somebody. Let's, okay, let's well, do this. Let's, right, let's work on an open I mean, problem. We could put we can do live shows. <laughs> we can do pair probe. I mean, come on, pair probe, really? At a yeah, brothel? We'll I mean, be, that's uh, right in. You know, probing at a brothel. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I mean, technically, it's not illegal. I don't think our wives will accept it, though. Mine would. Yours might. Mine won't. <laughs> that was who the conversation was with. <laughs> That was our oh, my God. Was so it was going to be a Mr. and Madam. <laughs> that was a retirement plan. <laughs> Your retirement plan? Oh, my God. So would it be Mr. and Mrs. since you're married? 
I don't know. No one even met him. It'd be a madam. It'd be a Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> but no, we had talked about it when we first started dating. We were like, you know, we need somebody on a brothel to call us. We need answers. <laughs> I have a question. I got a question. <laughs> I've got a lot of questions. But yeah, no, I mean, if it's in international waters, it's not. Or just get like an old tanker or like old cruise ship. Get a cruise there ship. There you go. Get a cruise ship. There's already beds and stuff. There you go. Brings a whole new meaning to love boat, buddy. The love, love boat. Oh, <laughs> shiny and new. Okay, we got to stop because now I'm thinking about business deals. Okay, so. <laughs> I mean. Well, actually, you guys would own it. What would I be, like a manager? You can be like. If y'all are Mr. and Mrs. running it, what would I be as a manager? You could be QA, quality assurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You explain that one to the staff, and you let me know if she's okay with that. She can help. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to other daddy issues. So. All right. So, anyways, inside of our planet. Uh, this is my favorite job. I know, right? This is my favorite job, hands down. All right. So, moving on. So, inside our galaxy alone, we have at least 11 billion planets that are like Earth in our galaxy. Do you believe that? Really? In the Milky Way, yeah. How not, like, not, not in just our realm. We're talking about the entire galaxy of the Milky Way. Is There's that theoretical least, or is that, that theoretical? Well, the theoretical, but damn near proven perfect by math. So, okay, so like I've only heard of like two or three, and I could be totally wrong on this. We'll have to ask our lovely guest when she comes on, but like yeah. – I've only heard of like two or three that are right in the Goldilocks zone, or even has a part of the planet in the Goldilocks zone to where yes, like humanity itself can survive. Yes, humanity. Yes, you're basing it upon what we can survive on. Dun dun dun! I love it. Yeah. So, moving on. So inside of our galaxy, they're looking at roughly 11 billion planets, okay, that are Earth-like. Now, there will be some differences, obviously, such as how much water is coating them, temperature changes, you know, variables, yeah. uh, size, which could change the mass and the gravity and all that. You know, basically, that uh, that the bigger the planet, the bigger the mass, which means bigger the gravity, which means it's going to be stronger, all right? So when you have planets like size of Jupiter, their gravity is immense, yeah. right, opposed to Earth's. Uh, then when you look at, sorry, hiccup, then you look at the moon, the moon's only about a quarter of the size of the earth and her gravity is a lot less than ours, obviously. So now on low gravity planets, um, there is a seemingly very good chance. And this has been done by theoretical physicists for a while. who have been trying to figure out if they were to come across an alien civilization, it doesn't even have to be civilized. It could be just alien species, period. What would they be like? dependent upon their planet. And what they do is they use our planet as a reference with all the animals and how they changed, you know, throughout history from the dinosaurs till now, stuff like that, how they've evolved and go, well, okay, well, on this planet with these type of atmospheres and everything, what would they probably evolve into? Now, of course, it's all guesswork. Everybody knows that. It's all theory. But the probability is pretty high with situations like this. So on the lower gravity planets, the aliens would more than likely be more spindly with, like, longer legs, longer bones, because the fact is less gravity. They're going to have less bone mass and, and less muscle density. Yeah, most. <clears throat> and which fact, because of mathematical forms that they've done before, dependent upon the gravity of the planet is usually dependent upon the size of, well, let me rephrase that, depending on the species populating the planet, usually their size is in conjunction with the, the amount of gravity for that planet. So, prime example, on our Earth, how you know, how we have our... 
you know, like every six feet is one fathom, which is one atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's basically gravity, atmosphere. All right. Because that's pressure pushing in from 360. All right. Same thing with the earth. Pressure pushing in 360, gravity. All right. So our average height of a human being is roughly about six feet. Right. Well, technically probably about five, eight. Mm -hmm. But either way. Coming from a smaller planet that has less gravity, more than likely their height is actually going to be double ours. So the average being humanoid from that planet would probably be like 12 feet tall. Yeah. No, I, I can see that as a thing, but I would, from a logical standpoint, and mm -hmm. just from a survivability standpoint, what survives in basically anything? Bugs. Bugs. Organisms. Yeah. 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 So... If we're going, but no, no, not organisms, but bacteria. No, sorry. If we're mixing these two up, we'd have like really tall cockroaches somewhere. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> like the whatever species is on that planet is probably going to be much bigger than what we have here on our planet. Oh yeah, well, so theoretically, what we would have as a cockroach here, it may not look obviously identical to our cockroach, but there'd probably be a lot of similarities. It would probably be much much bigger. So the cockroach would probably be like the size of a, like a small dog. Yeah, well, there's also some other theories that go into, like, the size of people, for instance, mm -hmm. and, like, the strength of them. So you see a lot of people who live out in less densely populated areas, rural areas, mm -hmm. and they're, they tend to be a bit taller because there's, yeah. quote-unquote, more room to grow. Yeah. But also, a lot of people are theorizing that oxygen has a lot to do with that. Yes. Um, as yes, far as humans do. Mm -hmm. Um. And that is, like, a potential thing. So let's say there's a planet and the atmosphere is methane, and they're methane ble breathers, and the more methane, you know, they have in their atmosphere, mm -hmm. the more they breathe it, the bigger they grow. You know, so, I sure. mean, if it was very low gravity and very high methane and they were methane breathers, then you got really giant. <laughs> yeah, they're huge. <laughs> huge. Mm -hmm. Imagine what their <laughs> elephants would be like on their planet. So – Talking like a 30-foot elephant. <laughs> Jesus. It wouldn't be very dense, though. It would be lanky. Yeah, it would be very lanky. But in the same token, with that same logic, if it was a very high-gravity Jupiter. Yeah. So if Jupiter had life, they'd be gnomes. Yeah, they're going to be shorter, stouter, <laughs> stronger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot stronger. Yeah, and, and, and more than likely, they're... <clears throat> And to give an idea to the people listening out there, like if they're on a more heavier planet of gravity, their legs are going to be more like a tree trunk, kind of like an elephant's leg, how it's really thick and round like a tree trunk. So more than likely, that's what they would develop into. I know, right? <laughs> Got to go to that planet for a while. <laughs> so their legs would be like tree trunks walking around, all right? Um, they're also going to be, obviously, because of that mass of gravity pushing down, if they came to our planet, which is going to be much, much lighter, they're going to be immensely strong. Like, uh, I think on Jupiter, uh, the atmosphere there is equivalent to putting, like, 530 pounds on top of you. Yeah, I think their uh, gravity is 2.6 from one of our previous mm -hmm. shows. Yep. I mean, that's just insane. Yep. And also, too, now because of that, their biometrics, obviously, is going to change as well. So they're going to need, on a heavier planet, a bigger heart. They may even have two hearts. Or three. Yeah, or three. Because, prime example, if you look at the elephant, because of its density, how big it is, how heavy it is, its mass and everything, look at the size of its heart, its heart is huge. It's like the size of a basketball. Oh, yeah. All right. So it would be pretty much the same thing. On a dense planet like that, it's going to have to have a much, much stronger heart to pump whatever it considers its blood through its system. 
Now, we're going to be getting into some cool stuff here. Yeah, like Superman? Because, I mean, I feel like that's what we're leading towards. Sort of. Like, super, they're super strong. and they're gra- So, like, with us, when we go to the moon mm-hmm. and we walk, it's almost like we're floating. Yes. So, theoretically, and just... The bad thing is that, like, when you watch, like, the, the uh, when they do interviews, like, the astronauts who, you know, from back in the day when they actually walked on the moon, they said that the, the bad part about it is your balance is so off because your body is just light all the way around in general oh, yeah. when you're on the moon. It's like you're flying. Yeah. So, you like, when you're walking, you have your weight pushing down that if something is uneven, you notice it right away. Yep. On that planet, not so much. Or not planet, <laughs> but on the moon, not yep. so much. So, you could be walking all of a sudden, poof, and you're on your butt. <laughs> You know, you'd be like, oh, okay, but at least you'll float down. Not like you're gonna slam into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna slam into it. But I the, mean, if we go by that same logic, if someone from yeah. like Jupiter or whatever comes here, oh yeah, they would be probably approximately about five times stronger than we what we are yeah, as human beings. That is insane. Exactly. And you're talking about a person who can pick up to, a Volkswagen I mean, up over their head. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got the Incredible Hulk walking around here from Jupiter. I mean, the hell, they may even be green. And you know what's so funny? <laughs> on their planet, they're probably a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, we might have somebody calling in. Yeah, you talk. Okay. So on our planet, it'd be more like uh, like if they did come here, and if they were, like, say, theoretically from the planet Jupiter, their density is going to be so thick, their muscles are going to be so thick that they would be not impenetrable, but it would be very, very hard to kill on top of it. So it would be a, a very bad thing if somebody like that was to come here and invade. So we have our guest on. Are you playing around with the phone? I think you hung up on her. All right. Is it on? Because I hear a dial tone. Hold on. It, Jordan Soto, who is also a part of the... Are, are you down over there breaking stuff? Yeah, no, I, I'm failing miserably here. Yeah, apparently. Okay, how do I... All right, so Jordan Soto, who is going to be is our guest coming on. Can you hear? I can't hear anything right now. How about now? Uh, hello? Hello? She's yes! there. Good. Okay, so you're there. Yeah, Jesse was having a coronary, I think, and possibly oh a stroke over here on air. Yes. He turned oh. around, he's like, this sucks, because he was messing everything up. <laughs> I totally am so embarrassed. I am so sorry about that. <laughs> Hi, Jordan. How are you doing? Are you there? There she is. Okay, finally. Hello. There Good we go. Lord. <laughs> I swear to God, we have never had issues like this before, ever, bringing somebody on here live, and all of a sudden, Jesse's over here having a stroke. Hey, it's been a while. I'm rusty. I am terrible. I am so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. All right. So, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing well. I'm probably, like, going to have to go back and, like, edit, like, Maybe a minute of the show before I actually put it out on <laughs> iTunes and everything and then iHeartRadio because totally they're going to be like, did he have a stroke? You know, what? maybe I should leave it there. <laughs> you should. It'll be good. Uh, it'll be very entertaining. <laughs> I was over here rambling on to our audience about aliens and such, and then all of a sudden I hear the phone ring and he goes over to do his thing, and all of a sudden all I hear is, this sucks. And I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, epic failure. All right. So. Our guest today right now on air with us is Jordan Soto. How you doing? Great. I'm doing fantastic. So how did you get this gig, by the way? So I uh, was found by a talent agent um, who had actually posted a, a listing on Craigslist, and I found it through there. Um, 
uh, and just started doing freelance with Space Channel. And then we got, uh, a, they just liked what I was doing, and then they offered me a contract. And so I've been with them full-time since February, or uh, June of last year. But wow. February is when I started doing like freelance work with them and stuff. And I'll tell you, there's a lot going on in the space industry. You know, it's so funny because like we've uh, we've interviewed quite a few people from like NASA stuff like that. You know, and talking about everything from you know the, the different type of telescopes that are used. You know, for looking for aliens and the whole nine yards. Because you know us, we're a paranormal show, so it revolves yeah. around the paranormal. But it really is. I mean, honestly, even from all of them, it's like there is so much happening in the, the space industry right now. It's insane. Like a lot of different changes, a lot of new things coming. Like what's some of the exciting stuff you've heard about coming that you can actually talk about or you're not supposed to talk about, but you'll tell us anyway? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that the space tourism industry expanding is really exciting because it's going to – it's really going to help innovate the space um, you know, no pun intended, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, when, and, and the other thing too, like no one ever wants conflict, but conflict also breeds innovation. And so what we're seeing with what China is exhibiting as well as Russia, like we're seeing this new, new age space race where we can really have the opportunity to innovate and, and pull through ahead. Um, to to have this peaceful space, like mm-hmm. um, the conflicts that we're seeing right now are really paving the narrative in a lot of different aspects. I mean, from the ISS and Russia saying that they're no longer going to be a part of that. I mean, that's a huge. That's huge because Russia is the propulsion system essentially for the ISS, and mm-hmm. so there are a lot of components that are American um, owned and operated, uh, that is a big factor in the ISS right now. So we're seeing NASA invest in commercial space stations. We're seeing space hotels that are starting to be um, not just uh, ideas anymore, but starting to be created. We're seeing, um, we're seeing, modules that are uh, self-sustaining, regenerative habitats that people are not just, like, it's not it's not science fiction anymore. Like, this is re- reality. This is what we're living, is this new space age where we have the opportunity to innovate and create not just the narrative, but the culture and environment of what's actually going on in, you know, Neo, Leo, Geo. um so when you said uh like a regenerative basically atmosphere and the uh space station how are they achieving that just out of curiosity and ignorance well there's a no no there's a couple of different companies that are that are working on this interstellar lab is one of them um they have their biopods that they're um unveiling come june and then they're going to have these e-bios regenerative habitats that they're going to be utilizing here on earth, figuring out how to create a self-sustaining system that minimizes waste, um, you know, wasteful, wasteful resources, like um, you, things that just don't come to mind. Like, yeah, we all have to go to the bathroom, but what does the toilet look like? Right. Or like, <laughs> um, 
you know, it's it's different because, like, especially for guys and girls, like, to have a machine that really works well for both is, is difficult. That's why NASA spent $23 million on one. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. And I uh, thought a reno to my house was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, like, trash. Where does the trash go? You know, you don't want, like, the ISS, um, before NanoRacks was working with them, they would have to essentially, like, to put it in plain terms, it'd be like sitting in your living room next to trash for three months until the trash sanitation truck could come by and take it back, right, which was the resupply mission. So for three months, these astronauts have to sit with with trash in the station. Um, Then there's the, the water, and then there's the air. And, like, it's so interesting because as you as you learn about these self-sustaining systems, you really realize how blessed we are to be on the this mothership of Earth floating through space that really has all of our needs right here, from water to air to light. Um, it's really incredible. We, we really kind of hit the jackpot here. But, but it also brings in an, another another realm of that, right? Like, you guys cover the paranormal world. And as I've dove into this, I've really started questioning, like, you know, there are different types of aliens that, um, whether you believe that's folklore or truth, um, where I've, I've thought of this question quite often lately, is if, if an extraterrestrial being lives in this fifth dimension or something and is like an energy source, um, what makes that different than like, let's say what somebody would think a spirit is or a ghost is, right? Yeah, absolutely. they, They might be the same thing, right? Yep. It's just our understanding of what that is, we might not have gotten there yet. And, and that goes back to space exploration. As we venture further away from our mother, quote unquote, you know, mm-hmm. the earth that we live on, we find out that there's a lot more to this universe than we ever could have thought. And if the universe is so big and there's so many different, you know, galaxies and maybe even universes, what 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 else is out there? What other intelligent beings are out there? And and are they in the same dimensions that we are, or are they in different ones? And as we innovate, as we explore, we can really start to understand not just other beings, other places, but maybe also where we came from and how we came to be. Absolutely. That's super exciting, and I'll never look at ghost hunting the same way ever again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know what? And really honestly, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, like even, you know, like Michio Kaku, who said that, like, the further you go out through the, you know, the universe in, as it expands, physics could very well change as well. We only understand everything from our point of view of how we understand physics. That doesn't mean we know it all. And not to mention the fact that physics can change throughout the entire universe the further out you go. And so right. you could be very well right. I mean, it could be, you know, interdimensional. It could be transdimensional. I mean, there's multitudes of different things that could be going on. We're like, okay, and give us an example. Let's just say that I passed away tomorrow because Jesse messed up the phone line and electrocuted me to death because he can't work the phone. <laughs> so I have this heart attack and I die, right? What's to say that instead of me going to like a heaven or hell, for lack of a better term, I'm actually going to be transported through 
into another dimension at this point in time. Right. Realistically, because they've even said, I mean, what's uh, Neil the guy can't say Neil DeGrasse Tyson. Thank you. You're welcome. Even he said that there is a very real probability that there could be beings, and we've talked about this before, Jesse, that are made out of nothing but energy. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that that that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure those are like what what people have considered uh, Plea- Pleiadians. Pleiadians. Mm-hmm. Pleiadians. Yep. Um, yeah, and so, like, if they were in our dimension, then they look a certain way, but normally they're in the fifth dimension um, where they're just energy sources. And and this is interest. it's just an interesting thought because it kind of changes your perception of what these, you know, spirits or demons or ghosts or whatever look like and how they interact with you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because if something is violent in that way, like, do you think that that's a spirit of a person or is that something that... Is, an, is a being that is not one of our own species. Exactly. Right? Because if you go back and you look through documented history on people that have kept documentations, on people that have allegedly been uh, possessed by, you know, a demon, when uh-huh. you look at some of the things that they discussed that happened to them, like for lack of a better term, their symptoms are mm-hmm. almost in parallel with people who have claimed to have been abducted. Yeah. And so who's to say that the things that we're dealing with are not of a, you know, a a religious aspect, but actually they wind up being other beings from other planets and and possibly other dimensions. And and this brings up another interesting point, too, because as we look at religion, we we have this idea of what God is. And, And really, when you look at the basics of each religion, they all are very similar in the fact that there is a creator. Right. Mm-hmm. What does that creator look like? And maybe in our space exploration, we can find a deeper understanding of what that creator is. True. Yeah. I mean, because realistically, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, <laughs> who knows with exploring space what answers we may find? Exactly. And and how we can progress as we go. I mean, you can. Uh, Elon Musk is a great example of this. If you look at all of his companies and look at what he's doing, he's, an he's alien. really creating. What? I said he's an alien. That's why he's so much he's smarter than all of us. <laughs> really? Oh man. <laughs> but if you look at what he's doing, it's so interesting. Like the Boring Company, you know, creating these tunnels systems where people can travel. Well, I mean, if we have a lunar base and we have these habitats, we might have to drill into the moon and and create these pass pathways underneath the surface so that you know it can move better or something or maybe on mars right Mm -hmm. where there are these dust storms and everything and then you look at starlink okay well if starlink can work here on earth it might be able to work on mars too and that creates a a communication system right yep absolutely well if if we have these robots that he's announced optimus um you know, that helps us with our longer duration space exploration missions where we can go further, but we have control over a robot that can do what we can do in in the sense of, um, you know, picking things up and and having cameras so that we can, it can be our eyes and ears. And see, and that's exactly it. The one thing that has been so problematic with us to do space travel, because let's be real, this planet, it, just using science in general, this planet is not going to be here forever. You know, no. matter of fact, this solar system is not going to be here forever. Nope. You know, so we have got to uh, eventually 
we have got to be able to travel outside and find another place to live. You know, we right now we're living in the ghetto. It's not going good. There's cops every day, shootings. We got to move. We got to go. All right. So we got to pack up and leave. But unfortunately, it's too long of a drive, and we ain't got the gas money. <laughs> so yeah. So really, right now, I mean, honestly, you're you're hitting the nail right on the head. You know that using robotics right now to help with some of this travel, you know, to be able to go further because a human being can't last that long because we just can't go fast enough to get that far. I, I think that, and this is just my personal opinion. And I want to get your opinion on this. I think that one or two things is going to happen in order for us to be able to travel from this planet to another inhabitable planet. I think it's going to be one or two things that's going to allow that eventually. Either A, we find a way to transport our minds, for lack of a better term, into another either robotic system or into another clone of ourselves, you know, or whatever, so we could be alive for the duration of the travel. Or B, that we're going to have to work with maybe something involving time travel in order to be able to pull it off. I think that both are probably um, feasible. Um, I know that Elon is working on his Neuralink, and I think that that, as it progresses, would allow for for the uploading, if you will, mm-hmm. to a, a, a robotic source. Um, but But my question then becomes, if you are uploading you to a mainframe, how can you upload your soul and your consciousness to that mainframe, right? Because mm-hmm. it's easier to transfer your habits, tendencies, patterns, those things, right? But the separation of soul and consciousness from self, what does that look like? And in doing so, what are the consequences? Exactly. Right? This Terminator. is why we need to stop using AI. <laughs> it's Terminator. It, it, it doesn't have is. a conscience. It doesn't know what... Let's be... Okay, like in combat... There is a gray area. There is always a gray area. You know, there's some areas where you're like, mm, no, no, don't pull the trigger on this one. And other ones, you have to allow yourself to do it. Okay? It's our intuition. Exactly. It's part of our subconscious self. Exactly. It's part of our consciousness. Exactly. And how can it's not concise black and white. So that's why with AI, even Elon Musk said that AI, we can't let AI run everything. It helps, but can't run everything nope. because it will become dangerous. Well, and then the other question is, like, if you can figure out a way to upload your soul and your consciousness to a mainframe that's operated by AI, what's to say that the AI doesn't forever separate the soul and consciousness from self? Exactly, because the computer always goes with logic. Well, what if we take these two concepts and put them together? Like, we were talking about maybe, you know, we are, like, ghosts or aliens or whatever. What if... So energy is neither created nor destroyed. Yep. So technically our soul, our essence is a type of energy. I would think so. You know, that makes sense. I agree with that. Yeah. So what if we're I, able to prolong that? Or like take Well, I mean, isn't it already prolonged then if it's always transferred anyway? It yeah. would be a separate system, but but if it was to be stopped by an external source as such AI, then, then what is that look like. And next thing you know, we are the part of the sci-fi film going to another planet and dominating it. <laughs> oh, my God. And, We're and, the and aliens. Here's the other thing. So here's another thing, is that that is the theory for the Greys. Yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day. What if all of these extraterrestrial beings 
we're all just part of the cycle of our, uh, and we're just a part of that cycle, right? Like, mm-hmm. as time continues, it's never, like, ending, really, but it's never beginning either. It just always has been and always will be. Like, where do we fall into the cycle of all these other extraterrestrial beings, and are they just extensions of ourselves within our universe as time expands? That's a good question. Yeah, no, I'm, Wow. Yeah, this is one of those questions where Amicio Kaku would literally look at us and be like, you know what, we need to get high. <laughs> to have this conversation, to make it go any further. Absolutely. Absolutely. Elon would be like, look, let's hit the bowl, let's have some Cheerios, let's get back to this discussion. I, I would love to just pick people's brain, like just off off air, off whatever, you know, just sit around and grab a beer with some of these people. Absolutely. Pick their... First of all, I like learning from people much smarter than me, which puts me in a perfect position in this room and on this phone call because <laughs> I really feel like the dumbest person in the room at this point. <laughs> but, like, no, 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 no. It, it, it's not even an insult at all. I, I, I enjoy it because, like, I'm already, like, picked up so much from both of you in this conversation that it's incredible. And I love this. I love it because, like, now I'm thinking about, you know, like – Oh my God! What if our spirits are actually aliens, or what if we're the aliens inside? You know, like what if alien spirits have inhabited our like? I went the only thing that makes me nervous thing. about you is you get obsessive compulsive. You're gonna be wrapped up on this for about yeah. four or five days. I'll write a book. <laughs> yep. And be like, I wrote a book. When over the weekend? What? <laughs> yep. This one question really spurs all. No, oh yeah. It's, it's an interesting thought. I mean, and really, like we're we're exactly. We're exactly where we should be. We're doing exactly what what you know. It is what it is. But but as we grow and as we start to leave our mother, really as it, as Earth is, I think that we'll begin to find different parts of ourselves and have a deeper understanding and appreciation for what has been here on Earth. And what will be in space? Okay, because there's—it's just there's so much to see and explore. Okay, I don't get this. Okay, let, let, let's circle back around. Okay, so you are a model, you are an actress, um, you're hot, you are on the host of the Space Channel, and you're extremely smart. So has your man proposed to you yet? What man? <laughs> well, oh man. my God! What? Okay, no, now we got to go on that topic. So why are you not dating? And why do you hate I, men? Ain't got time. I no, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I just think, I, I think, I'm, I'm, I'm. I could completely bowl her over. She's stuck right now. She just had a stroke, and she's in a loop. <laughs> Welcome to the club. All of a sudden, I'm going to hear her on, on that end go, it sucks. <laughs> like, you can talk to me about space all day long, but men, I don't understand. No, I just... You know, I think that everybody has a special somebody out there. I'm a firm, uh, hopeless romantic, but I haven't found the one for me yet. We're going to find one for you. We're we're putting everything (laughs) out there for you. Your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, your address, phone number, whatever. Yeah, Chance is literally going to catfish somebody for you. (laughs) (laughs) She'd be like, I got a stalker. Yes. (laughs) That's when you know you're lonely. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, when you wake up in the middle of the night, someone's in your closet, and you're like, oh, good. Yeah, that's, that, it's, it, yeah, you've been way too lonely for too long. Yeah. 
right, so now, okay, now with the uh, Space Channel, like, what all do you do for the hosting of the Space Channel? Like, like, are you hosting, like, multiple shows on this channel? Like, the whole thing in general? Like, like how, how is that? So, Space Channel is a global televised network that entertains and informs the masses on all things space. Mm-hmm. So, whether that's a show series like Space Tourists, where we go around and look at all these, like, uh, space tourist-related things um, here on Earth, and we interviewed um, the... Orbital Assembly Corporation for their space hotel that they're coming out with. Um, uh, That's like freaking cool. Right? No, it's awesome. It's almost like uh, Gerard uh, O'Neill's centrifuge uh, cylinders Mm -hmm. um, or Warner Von Braun and his uh, spinning wheel, essentially. Um, But it creates artificial gravity because who wants to go to space when it kills you? You know, we have to have artificial gravity. (laughs) That is important. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we have space tourists. We have space dealers, which is like pickers, but for space. Um, uh, We have uh, our music. We have news. We have social space, which is another series. So I'm on social space. Um, I do that with Blake Anderson, and uh, I also do the news as well. But I also host our movies. So we have a movies category. And so there's a bunch of different type of films that we we host on there. Um, And so we do, like, a dinner and a movie, and I'm a part of that. Um, Yeah, just really – we're – and we have – like I said, and we're working on games, too, like – Really, anything that you can think of, we probably have it on our Space Channel app. Um, but it's been really a whirlwind because though though there is starting to get that traction of attention in the space industry, we're so early in this. Like, yeah. we in the next five years, space will not just be a reality but it will be something that people that's attainable to people because right now it's very expensive it doesn't feel like it's just for the average joe to go and enjoy space oh yeah like if you were to take a flight on the uh, i forgot the name of the one that, that takes up regular people or normal people not astronauts but normal yeah it's something like i think 250,000 a piece or something like that that is uh, Virgin Galactic. Okay, They're Virgin Galactic. Yeah. Now, you get to um, float for 10 minutes um, in your plane ride. Uh, well, it's like a hypersonic. It, I mean, it is a launch vehicle, but um, if you want to go with Blue Origin or uh, if you want to go to space with SpaceX, it's just millions, multi, like 20 million. So multi-millions to like, do that, to yeah. go into space. Or if you just want to float for 10 minutes, you can pay 250000 I could do that with a margarita in my pool. <laughs> Roger that. Yeah. But so it is, it is not truly feasible yet, mm-hmm. but this is why innovation is so important. And though conflict, no one ever wants conflict, but it does provide the opportunity for faster-paced innovation. Oh, absolutely. And as we see tensions with with other entities, I think we'll also see a skyrocket of innovation in the commercial space industry. Because the first thing was getting there. How can we get there? How can we minimize the cost of getting to space? And and when we get there, where do we go? So once we have a place to go and we when we start really like 
cutting down the cost and making it more feasible. And I, I, I truly believe that we're about five to ten years from it getting to a more feasible place. Um, where the, the common man could go and, and go to a space hotel for three <laughs> days. You know what I mean? Um, but once we get there, then really, I mean, I wouldn't even want to say the sky's the limit because... <laughs> no, it's true. All I picture is this, like, retired couple in, like, the Hamptons going, do you know about George and Martha? They went to the moon this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> It really will. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's it's going to be awesome. I'm very very excited for it, and that's why that's why I decided to invest myself in Space Channel because somebody has to be documenting this. Somebody has to be not just like the fun things, but the more serious things too. Like this is a catalog of history in the making, and we all get to be a part of it, and that's so so exciting because you know space is great, but how do you bring that home right how do you make that family talk or or you know something you would talk with your friends about you know when it gets to that point i think that we'll have entered truly entered this new space age in a way that has never been entered before yeah it's absolutely incredible um i really first of all i gotta compliment you on finding the absolute most positive note of like any type of conflict is that national competition between people and then like relating that to the private sector to make it more um attainable by like you know normal schmoes like me that you know yeah because everybody's going to want to do out outdo everybody else and they're going to make it cheaper and simpler as time goes by i mean think about this and i'll give you an example if you would have thought 30 years ago that i'd be walking around with a cell phone in my pocket that cost a thousand dollars i'd be like you're out of your mind Right. right Now, it's financed. I don't have to buy it flat out in the whole nine yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even something as basic as a cell phone, it, it can be financed. Instead you know? of 401k, it'd be 401 space. Exactly. <laughs> and eventually with, like, space travel, because let's be real, at the same token, they're also helping find a way to take mass amounts of people off this planet quickly. Ding, 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 and ding. In, and in the process, you're finding more self-sustaining systems mm-hmm. to be put in place to make us function better with less impact. I'm just wondering what the complaints would be for a space hotel on the moon. It's one thing when you walk into a room and you're like, yeah, look, man, I went in there and there's like dirty sheets on the bed or there's a dirty towel they left in the room, you know, and now you walk in there and it's like, there's no oxygen. <laughs> yeah, they you sure this oxygen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are the complaints going to be like compared <laughs> to now? It's a little lacking here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little Joey was jumping around the room, forgot to put on the weight belt, you know, the weight boots, and next thing you know, bam, into the ceiling fan, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just no, got it, a visual of like be... the kid, like a cat, like being slung by him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and then that's the other thing too is like, okay, what do what do activities look like there? Right. Like, is are there going to be pools? Are there going to be, you know, like, uh, what 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 does it look like to go to the moon and sightsee? Well, and here's what the thing you got to like? think about: the moon is always constantly getting pelted by even like like micro asteroids. All right, daily, like it happens all the time, mm-hmm. and these things are moving at thousands of miles per hour. I mean, like you said, how how do you work the tour on that? How do you keep the hotel safe, you know? Now, granted, I know that obviously they can build it, you know. that I mean, we have the International Space Station that gets pelted by crap all the time, you know. 
So I'm, I'm sure they can make the hotel safe, too. But, yeah, it would be weird. Like, you know, what are you doing? I'm doing a tour of, like, you know, the, I don't know, the craters or, you know. Just yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Will it be like the Grand Canyon here on Earth? Like, what does that look like? And and that goes back to Elon. I mean, with his boring company, being able to figure out how to how to uh, to to dig and create not just pathways but places mm-hmm. below the surface that are economically friendly. Right? Yeah. Like, on Earth, we call that prepping. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> No, it's it's really really interesting, and and as we go out out into the universe and we keep exploring and we and we establish our presence there, what other presence will be in those places that we find? That's and a good point. And this is an interesting talk because do should we go to each place with? Uh, protection and what does that protection look like war in space is not like war on earth because instead of when you're in when you're in orbit it's not like you can it's not like star wars where mm-hmm. there's you know an x-wing that's flying around and going crazy like it, it's more of like a painfully slow three-dimensional chess game <laughs> when you're <laughs> falling in style to a particular location to make an impact, um, it just so as we grow and as we progress, what does that look like? Does is there protection that's necessary? And I highly recommend if you're staying at a hotel with somebody, bring protection. So, <laughs> but, but does a gun? But does but does a gun work in space? And if you have like a you know a, a knife or whatever, like is it like do you hold on to that with your spacesuit you know did you know that they haven't like the spacesuit inside of it it's inflatable so you don't crush from the lack of pressure what? or from the from the pressure yeah mm-hmm. so like in your spacesuit it's inflatable you so know what we would have to have do to... the jordan real quick I, i'm sorry to interrupt you but we have been looking at doing a special investigation over here for a paranormal investigation one night. I'll talk to you more about it off air and maybe get you to come down to be our special guest because I know you would want to do it. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, the paranormal world is so interesting. And as you really start, like, diving into all these extraterrestrial beings, you have to wonder, where does it intersect? Well, this definitely involves space, and as far as I'm going to go, Jesse, you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, yep. I'm covering my mouth. Yeah, I, I think she will flip out, yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, well, <laughs> since we opened up our events and torch company, H&E Entertainment, uh, we have, like, multitudes of events that are coming up this year. we got, like, St. Augustine Lighthouse for a haunted event we're doing. Um, it's in conjunction with, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Uh, we also have Robart Serena down here in Sarasota. We rented out uh, coming up in September, and that is a full paranormal Parapalooza and Emporium and Oddities weekend we're doing, and oh, doing wow. the entire weekend there. Yeah, uh, wow. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, we're doing some uh, some big things. But this one investigation in particular, it's a much smaller group, smaller crowd to do this one particular investigation for a night, and I know you're going to want to do this. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm on the edge of my seat here. I need <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, can't get that over the phone because we haven't launched it yet. We're waiting to launch be a keyword. Um, So, anyways, now what is the next step of like what else are you doing besides the stuff on the you know the space channel, or is that all you're doing because you're so swamped? Really. 
golly, this is it. Um, I mean, and and Space Channel is just growing at an exponential speed. So I I have I've talked with the CEO a lot about the vision of what Space Channel is and what it will become. And I'll 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 tease you a little bit here. It's very exciting stuff and I'm very excited for what we have to come. Um, but you'll just have to download the Space Channel app to see the innovation in broadcast okay, through fine. that app. <laughs> yeah, I'm sold. I'm totally sold on it. So I've I've got a couple of questions here um, because yeah. I've caught like a Star Wars reference and a Buzz Lightyear reference on you. I know, right? Uh, yeah, I was uh, falling in style. I was like, oh snap! I got a three year old, so like Buzz Lightyear <laughs> is totally a thing. Um, yeah. But um, are you like a legit Star Wars fan, or is it just something that like popped up as you like got into the Space Channel thing? Oh my gosh, no! I am a super Star Wars nut. I I grew. I've up known Jordan for a while. She's she's nerdy. <laughs> yeah, I'm very nerdy. <laughs> but that's I mean it's fun. It's fun. But no, I I love Star Wars. Um, I used to play you know the Xbox Star Wars games and Aww. like all the stuff. You know, <laughs> I mean we'll just put it this way: when I was in college, I didn't go out. Instead. I was playing my World of Warcraft games. What? In my <laughs> She's being so, dead honest too, man. Leave it there. Yep. <laughs> just leave it there. Oh man. Nope. Nope. All right. I'm on board. Yeah. Yep. Dude. See, she's like us. Very attractive because I know we're attractive too. Very attractive, <laughs> but very smart, but also a geek. We're like that combination of everything rolled into one. Like Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill is, let's face it, as a man, he's a god. All right. And but he's into like World of Warcraft, comic books, the whole nine yards. Major geek. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think this is cooler. It just shows intelligence. To be honest, to me. Yeah, absolutely. No, I ever well, since. I just, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm go sorry, ahead. I'm go so ahead. No, you're, no, the, you're the guest. No, no, no. Ever since what? No, ever since I like uh, Instagram stalked you, trying to like come up with questions to like ask and stuff. I saw the Star Wars thing. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I. Yeah. I swear to God, Jordan, I was sitting in the office, and I got a text message going, did you know she's into Star Wars? I'm like, yeah, I know she's into Star Wars, dude. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Love Star Wars. I think in an ideal Star Wars world, I'd probably have, like, two sabers or something like that. That sounds fun. We'll yeah, I can see that with you. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can see you being a Jedi, though. I I was going back and forth, but that's why I chose the purple saber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would definitely be walking that fine line between being a Sith and a Jedi. I, I would definitely oh, yeah. have to agree with that. Me, I'd be straight up Sith. Everybody knows. It's not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, what color should I make my lightsaber? But I'd be like, red. You know, they answer for me. Right. So I'll make my own crystal. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to make it out of your blood. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we're getting ready to wrap this show up here in just a couple of minutes. So. First thing I want to do, so we make sure we got this in time, go ahead and put out, like, all your social media, where you want people to go to, like, download the Space uh, – the spa- God, I'm getting so tongue-tied. Space app. The Space Channel app. There we go. Uh, give all that information out. Carte Blanche. Go ahead and pass everything out. Yeah, of course. Mission is a go. <laughs> no, if you want to find <laughs> Space Channel, all you have to do is go to your favorite app store and search Space Channel. Um, you'll be able to find it really easily on there. We're also on all socials. Again, you just type 
Space Channel. Um, there's no the in the front of it that trips some people up. It's just Space Channel. Um, but we're on all social media platforms as well as in all app stores and connected TVs. So if you have a smart TV like Vizio or Samsung, we're already preloaded onto your device. Um, my personal social media is the Jordan Soto. So there is the the there on that one. J O R D A N S O T O. But yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited to connect with uh, the paranormal uh, side of the of, of uh, the spacey world because it it really it just such thought-provoking um, conversations, and, and it's been such a pleasure to be on with you today. Well, honestly, the thing is, and we appreciate that. Thank you very much. But honestly, at the end of the day, the paranormal, all it means is above the norm. It doesn't mean that everything has to be ghosts. It doesn't mean everything has to be, you know, demons and haunted houses and all that. Paranormal is just above the norm. Anything that's way above right. the norm is paranormal. And let's be real, space, that's eh, pretty much above normal. You can't get much <laughs> more above, above that. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on to the show today, and uh, we appreciate it. You know, you're taking the time out because I know you got that really busy schedule. And I, uh, since I got your, your number now, I'll hit you up and I'll let you know in the very near future, probably this coming week, uh, about a couple of the special events we got going on that we might want to bring you to. Fantastic. Right. And uh, I'm sorry for accidentally hanging up on you. My nemesis uh, won tonight. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you didn't have a stroke or heart attack, I think we're good. No, no, no. I'm a little young for that, hopefully. <laughs> um, no, it's been an amazing pleasure. I am very happy that you actually do like Star Wars. And I, we got to definitely do this again, hopefully in a longer format, because we probably could have talked for like three hours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, honestly, too, just getting you down here so we all hang out together finally in person and hang out would right. be fun. I know. I know. We've been following each other for years now. I know. I remember it started off with me following you, um, mm-hmm. and then you started following me, and then Justin Biltonen from Three Doors Down uh, started following you, and then because, I guess, a comment I made, he started talking with me, and then him and I became friends, so he started following me. <laughs> so it, it's kind of got like on this circle like around you where I've met like probably six or seven other people I became friends with now. Yeah, absolutely, and that's how that and that is the best, the best light that social media can be in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, because at least we're positive about it. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much again for coming on, and we will talk to you again here soon. And I'll give you a call sometime this coming week. Awesome! Fantastic. All right. Bye. All right. Bye bye. All right, everybody. Well, that was Miss Jordan Soto who is extremely awesome, cool. It was fun finally actually talking to her. Like, I mean, I talked to her like off and on through social media and stuff. Um, <clears> the <throat> first time we really got to have like a just a conversation. I think the last time we had one was like maybe, I don't know, it's been a while that we just talked and talked. Yeah, absolutely. And as long as I don't hang up on her next time, we'll be uh, good to go. Yeah, be good to go. That is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the thing I love about her, I mean, all kidding aside, and you know, we, we have our little – moments like where we are we make our cracks and our jokes this is how we are but all kidding aside she's like extremely extremely intelligent very business savvy that is one woman like if, if she ever offers you like a business proposition to go into business with her just say yes because yeah. it'll probably yeah be she's already got it figured out in her head she's already thought about it and she's extremely yeah smart she's already like five steps ahead of everybody else yeah yep 100 percent. all right well we're gonna be rolling out and we'll see you guys again next weekend
Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has met with British...